Welcome to the Soul Mama podcast, where we have deep and honest conversations about healing, awakening, spirituality, and wellness on this sacred journey of conscious motherhood. We ask how we can walk this path in a way that nourishes, elevates, and heals us and our children. We deserve space and time to slow down and tune in to our hearts, to heal ourselves, and to honor our highest callings. It starts with us. I'm Nahanda Truscott-Reed. I'm a mother, holistic wellness coach, writer and speaker, and I am passionate about all of the ways we can raise our consciousness and come into more alignment and power as women and mothers. So we can heal the past and make more empowered choices for the future. Our stories and voices matter. It is my intention that these conversations inspire, motivate, and move you on your own Soul Mama journey. I'm so honored that you're here. Welcome back. I hope you and your family are doing well. This is the second part of my conversation with writer and meditation guide for the Expectful app, Anissa Amat. As a new mama, Anissa looks back on her birth, how it went nothing like she had planned, and how she found her way back to grace despite it all. It's such an important topic and one I see come up all the time with women. We all have intentions and visions for our pregnancies, our births and our motherhood. And it is such a powerful tool. But what happens when things don't go to plan? When things don't unfold in the ways that we intend? How can we process and heal any sense of failure or defeat? Go to birth because you shared in your writing on your website um the your birth story and you spoke about it as a rites of passage and uh, mm-hmm. an initiation of such um yeah. and i wondered if you could bring us through what that journey was like for you absolutely so throughout my pregnancy from the very beginning um, i had a doula i literally have no idea what i would have done without her um So she was just so supportive and incredible throughout the entire pregnancy. And I was also meditating throughout my pregnancy. Like I said, I was doing a ton of writing and just being with myself. Um, Before I was pregnant, and it's so interesting how this fear, you still have this fear of, or I still have this fear of giving birth throughout my pregnancy, but it wasn't as great as the fear of giving birth before I was pregnant. Because you're already halfway there. This baby has to come out. Right. I feel like my entire pregnancy, I was preparing myself for the moment that I had Nyla. Through meditation, the support that my doula gave me, I leaned into all of that when I went into labor with her. Um, So, and it was so funny because It must have been a month or two before I went into labor. I was like having a conversation with my mom. And, you know, I was like, mom, like, how am I going to know when it's time? And she was like, babe, you're going to know. Like, you're going to. And she was like. There's no mistake in it. There's no, you're going to know. She was like, I just had this energy that I didn't have. Mm. And I went into labor that night. 
And so she was like, don't know if that's going to happen for you, but you're asking. And it happened. But I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of it until later. And it was Mother's Day. Wow. And I was out all day, which was rare because I always, I, I got to a point where I was like, I need my daily nap. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I need a nap. On Mother's Day, my husband and I were out from 7 in the morning to 9.30 p.m. Wow. Like, all day. And I was good. I wasn't tired. I was like, come on, what else are we going to do? And I didn't notice that I had this burst of energy that my mom told me about. And I was like, okay, this baby's coming. Right. And my husband, we, I labored at home for about five to six hours. And he was like cleaning. The house was a mess. Um, and he, and because we were also in the process of, we had just closed on a house. Wow. So we were also packing. So he's like cleaning the house and I'm on the edge of the bed. I am in so much pain, but I'm just breathing through it. And, and so like, it was like every seven, five to seven minutes at this point. And I was just with my body. I was like, nothing else mattered. The pain didn't matter. I was, it was like, I had gathered everything that I had like learned or all of the practices and rituals that I had like adopted throughout those nine months. I had gathered all of those and they were with me in that moment. Mm. I had my lavender oil with me and I was just breathing and I was breathing out loud and I was just like, I was closing my eyes. I was like, just in the moment I was imagining Nyla preparing to enter the world. And it, and like, like it was truly a rite of passage. Like I, it was God just, it was, I can't even explain the experience. It, it, Definitely, obviously, nothing I've ever experienced. Obviously, the labor portion, but just the way that I really and I tapped into the women before me. Mm. Something else that's so powerful a couple of weeks before I went into labor, every appointment, either my husband, my grandma, or my mom were with me. This particular appointment I had to go to by myself. And my mother's mom, my grandma, Anna, she passed away in 1996. I get to my appointment, get on the elevator. I'm on the elevator by myself and I smell her. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And it's so crazy how I even remember her scent after all of these years. Go to my appointment and I was having some complications with the pregnancy Mm-hmm. Go to my appointment, get back on the elevator, and I smell her again. Mm. And so when I was in labor, I, I tapped into to all of the women before me. Mm. And I just allowed them to, like, be there with me. And I tapped into their strength. I tapped into, like, this beautiful, like, divine feminine energy, this ancestral energy. Mm. And I really allowed it to be there with me in that moment. Yes. Um, and so, so yeah, I labored at home, got to the hospital. Um, when I got to the hospital, I was like five centimeters dilated. Mm. 
And I was like, oh my God, like this baby this is, is for real coming. <laughs> like this is happening. Um, and, and yeah, I was in labor for 20 hours and I was pushing for four and they were trying to give me a C-section after two hours. And I was like, is the baby's heart rate good? Am I good? Great. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And I went for another two hours and I ended up having to have a C-section, which it was devastating, but I was also afraid because I had also been reading about or had read about before I was pregnant with Nyla about black women who are neglected mm-hmm. and who aren't listened to when they're telling these doctors that there's something going on with their bodies after mm-hmm. they've had C-sections. Yeah. And the mothers don't leave the hospital with their baby. Their babies leave the hospital without their mothers. I was so afraid of that. And like, I was so afraid that I wouldn't make it off of the table. And I, I, I expressed that fear to, you know, to my family. And it was, it was like, you're going to be fine. It's going to, but it's such a real fear. Of course. And it's such an unfortunate fear to have. Mm. And before I went into the operating room, my husband's uh, mother and sister were there. My best friend had flown in from Kansas City that morning, that afternoon to be there with me. My sisters were there. My mom was there. And my doula was there. And there was this um, meditation that I was listening to throughout my pregnancy. Mm. Um, and I was like, and it was, um, it's kind of a guided meditation, kind of a prayer. And I was like, you guys, I'm going to play this prayer. And I just, I want all of you to speak it out loud with me. And just, co- and just cover me and this baby in this prayer. Mm. And, and I just, I cried so hard through it. But it was so powerful to have these collective voices mm. praying over me and my baby. And I carried that strength with me into the operating room. So after I had her, I had already planned on staying home and like being with her and meditating for 40 days. Um, And so having a C-section, it was really like, I'm not leaving this house for 40 days or 40 nights. I'm just going to allow myself to heal, Mm -hmm. allow myself to rest and just be with my baby. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that I gave myself that time. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. I knew obviously through reading your birth story, like that meant for you and how that felt for you, but hearing you kind of speak it out again, I Mm -hmm. I'm really drawn to the part where you wrote about this sense of disappointment in yourself when you realized that you had to have the c-section and you Mm -hmm. asked yourself like didn't I vision enough like didn't I Mm -hmm. meditate enough because the the ways that you've described all of the work that you did in your pregnancy the beautiful natural birth that we've come to expect is the kind of success Mm -hmm. of doing Mm -hmm. all of this intentional work And I want to speak to the fact that, you know, women who have that really preconceived idea, you know, goal, that vision, you know, I've worked with that for my own births. I work with that with women. 
And there are circumstances where that doesn't end up happening. And because so much energy has gone into creating the vision, it can Mm -hmm. leave women in the sense of disappointment or a sense of failure or a sense of defeat that Mm -hmm. I haven't done something right, you know, or something... I've missed something. I haven't done it hard enough. And it's how the law of attraction or the ways that we've adapted that for the motherhood journey, I feel can still be Mm -hmm. problematic because it leaves women who don't have a natural birth really disappointed and almost doubly traumatized because they weren't prepared for any other outcome. So I wondered how that speaks to your journey and experience. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, there was this great moment of defeat. And I remember, um, I, so I got an epidural at eight centimeters. My progression had stopped. And immediately I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I shouldn't have got the epidural. Like I, I just, I was like, okay, let me wrap myself in some compassion. Like this is a new experience for me. Mm. And I was like, you've got this. Everything's going to be okay. Literally like 30 minutes later, they came back and checked me. And within that time, within 30 minutes, I was at 10 centimeters. Wow. You know, they kept coming in, like talking the C-section. And it was almost, I, I felt like they were like chipping away at like my confidence. Mm. Every time they would come in and say, or give each other that look like she's still in here trying to push. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt that I felt my confidence just like chipping away every moment. And it's pressure. And, and the de- it's pressure. Right. And that defeat was like coming in even harder. Yeah. And, and it, oh my God. And I was, I was trying to combat it so hard. I was like, I was just trying to be, but I was exhausted at this point. I was so tired and I was like, it was almost like I was just like scrambling, like, all right, what else do I have in my toolbox? You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I remember my doula, she was like, let's try another position. She was like, yeah. let's get you on your hands and knees and let's try that. And so I was like, okay, great. So I get up on my hands and knees and the defeat completely overpowered me. I was like, I was like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't do it. I don't have anything left. I don't have anything left. And I remember like I was on my hands and knees and I just fell forward and I just broke. Mm. All It was almost as if all of the confidence and like everything that I had brought with me, it was, it was almost as if like it was, it was taken away, but I allowed it to be. You know what I mean? Like I completely just like gave up that power. You know what I mean? And that defeat just completely, it, it just came over me. It washed over me. And it's like the antithesis to everything that you need. Like, you know, your doula would have given you that talk about everything is hormonal. Yep. It's about the oxytocin, you know? And so yeah, be able to stay in that space of like, calm and reassurance and belief is like the goal and everything in the medical system in the way that I perceive it is like the antithesis of that. It's like the, it's the, you know, 
people in the room who need to be in the room, this observation, even just look at any other species. If there is somebody mm-hmm. observing them, they will not be able to birth, right? Yeah. You go yeah. into that fright or flight and the baby can't naturally descend in the way mm-hmm. that they would had we not been measured, interrupted with, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But do, yeah. you, do you perceive the birth in that way? Do you feel like if I would have done anything differently, it could have had a different outcome? Or how do you contextualize it now in hindsight? So before we, before I even got pregnant, my husband, he used to send me videos of home births. Hmm. And he would say like, if this is something that you ever wanted to do, I'd support you. Wow. And I was terrified. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my body. I was like, oh my God, there's going to be so much pain. After my experience, I don't think I would ever give birth again in a hospital Mm. because of the interruption and the interference and this pressure to like, just get this done. Right. You know what I mean? And even after 20 hours, me and Nyla were still fine. So I'm like, if I was in the comforts of my home, this would have just been, this would have happened when Nyla was ready for it to happen. Mm -hmm. She was in control of all of that. Her and my body were working together. You know what I mean? I was simply the vessel. Looking back on my experience, I'm like, Next time, I definitely want to be in the comforts of my home with the support of Nyla and my partner and my doula or and my midwife and just allowing things to happen as they're naturally supposed to. Because I I beat myself up for so long for allowing that defeat to settle in. Mm. Um, And... And again, I like, I, but I had to allow myself to like be in that moment to like, girl, feel whatever you need to feel, but you, you still did it. You You know what I mean? You still, it doesn't make you any less of a mother or less of a woman for not having a natural birth or, or not delivering your baby vaginally. You know what I mean? Um, But I, I, oh my God, like. And it was, it, it took me a while for me to accept that and to extend just a grace to myself. And I find that that is, you know, a lot of the healing that women who've had C-sections who come to me are needing to go through is the self-forgiveness, mm-hmm. like the self-forgiveness yeah. that, you know, I had a plan and it didn't go according to my plan. And there is that sense of defeat or giving up or failure and having to like course correct that and be like, no, you did the best with what you did at that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can reframe it in a way which can still give you the satisfaction and the the pride that you Mm -hmm. did what you needed to do to get Mm -hmm. baby Earthside safely. You know, the birth is the beginning, right? You know, so much emphasis is, is placed up until that point and then you have to navigate the rest of your life as a mother and it's like okay now we need to extend the gaze we need to extend the lens actually widen out to include all of the stuff that is now going to be unfolding birth is Mm -hmm. just the beginning right 
Yeah. And I, you know, and I refuse to write down a birth plan, Mm. you know, so in this mind frame of like, I'm just going to allow things to just happen as they're supposed to. Like, I'm not going to make a plan because what if things don't go to plan? But I did have a plan and I didn't even realize it until after I had Nyla. But the plan was in these moments when I would tell him, oh, I can't wait until the baby, you know, comes out of me and they announce, you know, the gender and place the baby on my chest. I can't wait to see your expression when the baby is placed on my chest. I can't wait until the golden hour. Do you know what the golden hour is? It's this skin to skin contact. So there were these, these little moments when I was planning what my birth was going to look like. And so there was, so there was also like, you know, this disappointment of not getting any of that. Um, I didn't see Nyla for 11 minutes after they pulled her from my body. Um, I didn't get to hold Nyla for 42 minutes after she was out of my body, right? So there were all of these things where I was like, this isn't how I envisioned it. And even though I didn't write down a plan, that I was still planning, you know what I mean? So... So yeah, th- th- that was also difficult to deal with too. You spoke earlier about all of the tools that were in your kind of toolkit throughout mm-hmm. pregnancy and that continue to support you through your birth and I'm sure your motherhood. And knowing your work, I'm sure meditation is one of them. Can you speak yes. about how meditation played a part in that journey for you and how mm-hmm. it ties into your work now with Expectful? Absolutely. So I started meditating. I had meditated on and off um, for quite some time. My dad was really religious. Um, We prayed a lot. Um, I grew up um, Muslim. um, And so we prayed a lot, which prayer is a form of meditation. Um, I used to think, I'm going to meditate and I'm not going to like think about my problems. I'm not going to think about the trauma Like, I'm just going to like meditate and my thoughts are going to go away and I'm just going to be able to be in this silence, right? And that's not what my meditation practice is. That's not really what meditation is. But meditation has allowed me, has given me permission to carve out space to be with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a way for me to like sort through them and figure out you know, what can I, what can I deal with now? What am I feeling now? What is it that I need to process now? So that's what my meditation practice had been and kind of is starting to be again now. When I was pregnant, it was more so a way for me to tap into this calm. Um, When I was pregnant, um, there were some complications. Uh, my doctors were telling me that Nyla was smaller than what they wanted her to be. Um, and that's when I started meditating with Expectful. Um, and the, I was experiencing so much anxiety. I was so afraid. And the first meditation that I did with Expectful was trusting your body. Wow. And it 
it, it, it transformed my pregnancy in the most beautiful way because it gave me permission to like remember that my body knew what it was doing, yeah. right? And to trust that and to allow myself to release any fear or any anxiety or any stress and to just trust that my body knew what it was doing and that I just needed to support it until this baby was earthside. Continue drinking your water, continue eating foods that were nourishing. You know what I mean? Continue meditating, continue resting. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, and so I'm, I'm so grateful. And, and it was so beautiful the way Expectful came into my life. It was after a difficult, um, a difficult doctor's appointment. I remember being in my car and just sobbing. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid. And that night after that doctor's appointment, someone on my Instagram had like shouted out Expectful. And I was like, let me try this out. Let me see if this is going to support me. And it did in the most beautiful way. And so just to be able to come full circle and now have the opportunity to support women um, along their personal journeys. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I'm writing meditations, um, I'm, think, I'm, I'm tapping into my previous experience and even my experience now and thinking like, what did I need to hear? What kind of love or support did I need to be wrapped in? And I'm able to tap into that and, and, and write that through these yes. meditations. Um, and, and God, just even being able to tap into all of these years of writing and being able to like pour all of that into these meditations as well has been the most beautiful experience. I'm, I'm truly grateful. I did a pregnancy journey, a 10 day pregnancy meditation journey for mamas who come over to Expectful and they've never meditated. Um, so the 10 day journey supports them through their pregnancy journey, as well as cultivating a meditation practice. Um, the most recent meditation set that I did was a rainbow baby pack to wow. support women who um, are pregnant after experiencing loss. Yeah. Um, and that it was really challenging to write, um, because I wanted, I just, I wanted to make sure that I was just honoring this journey that women who have experienced loss were going through mm -hmm. and making sure that they felt held. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's been, it's been so lovely mm -hmm. having this opportunity. And what a blessing to be able to channel all of these parts of yourself in a way that's of service to women on the journey. I know for mm -hmm. me, that has been such a blessing being able to come into this work and really retrospectively, you know, craft the medicine that I was yearning for, um, yes. whether it's a movement practice or a meditation or a journal guide or the awareness of certain foods, like everything is with this intentionality of like, I was yearning for something that I didn't even know that I needed Absolutely. and I couldn't see it anywhere. And I definitely couldn't see it with a woman of color who looked like me or who understood mm -hmm. my background or who could relate yeah. to my reality. 
Yeah. Um, and so being able to be in communion with other women of color who are yeah. in this work is such a beautiful opportunity and I feel so privileged. But to close, I wondered, mm. I always ask my guests, like if there's one thing that you would want mothers to know who are perhaps really resonating, but haven't begun this kind of healing journey or this meditation practice, but are keen and are wanting to begin what's like the the one thing that you would share oh my gosh yes give yourself permission to dismantle the superwoman complex that so many of us are tied to or that we've adopted um to allow yourself to extend the same grace and patience and love to yourself that you would to anyone else. Because we have this tendency to give others more than we give ourselves, right? And so just allowing yourself to know that you deserve all of that love too. You are so deserving of your love and your kindness and your gentleness. And to just give yourself permission to give that to yourself because you deserve it you are deserving I love that that makes me literally lean in just with every part of my body to saying mm-hmm. yes yes yeah um and so for people who want to follow you where can they find you yes yeah, so um you can find me on instagram um and my username is anisa amat underscore um, and my website is anisaamat.com. And then you can find us over at Expectful, which is just Expectful on Instagram. Download the Expectful app. And, and yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. It's been a true privilege just to hear the depths of, of the healing that you've clearly been undertaking. And mm-hmm. I just wish you all of the best with the onward journey. Thank you so much. So lovely talking to you. I'm so grateful for you. Take care. Thank you. I hope this conversation provided you with some points of reflection for yourself. If you are pregnant, how can we soften our expectations of ourselves, but also ensure that our desires are respected by those people supporting us? If you're a mum already, have you ever revisited the details of your own births? Do you have any regrets or any wishes that went unspoken? No matter how long ago you gave birth, it is never too late to heal. If you would like any support to process some of these themes, I've included some gentle journal prompts as a place that you might like to begin. And of course, if you want to plan for or reflect on your birth in a one-to-one guided way, then do get in touch and I would love to hear from you. I really hope you enjoyed this session and I look forward to touching in again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to www.soulmamajourney.com for more resources, including the Soul Mama blog, the show notes to each episode with links and references to everything mentioned, and for more ways to work with me one-to-one. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at soulmamacoach for more personal shares and updates and you can email me at nahanda at soulmamajourney.com 
I so love to hear from you. Share the love with your friends, family, and anyone who would benefit from listening to this. And if you could take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, wherever you've listened to it, that really helps more people to discover it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Stay blessed.